0: Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very, very, very special edition of We Watched a Thing. Very special. Why is this special, Toad? Because we locked ourselves in a room for a day. <laughs> we, uh, it is our 50th episode, and uh, to celebrate, we are punishing ourselves. So it's currently five in the a.m., which is, I mean, you're often up at this time anyway for, you know, sports ball and whatnot. Yeah, so my, my brain tells me at this time of day that I should be really upset at what's happening on screen. And um <laughs> don't really have to adjust that too far, probably. Because what we're doing today is we're going to attempt something that I don't believe any human has ever done or should ever do. I'm going to say it's been done. You think this has been done? Absolutely. We are about to watch all... Eight Fast and Furious movies in one sitting. (laughs) Oh, dear. That's right. So, we decided a little while ago that for the month of September, we would take the month off new releases because I'll likely have a new baby. So, we, for some stupid reason, (laughs) decided on Furious Temper. (laughs) God help us. So, throughout September, we'll be drip feeding you the results of today. (laughs) That's right. So, the Fast and the Furious franchise is a series of action films made by Universal Pictures. Started in 2001 with Fast and the Furious, and it has had seven sequels so far, with at least one more sequel and a spin off. Have you heard about this spin off? Sure have. Idris Elba, man. <laughs> Idris, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Did you know that this is Universal's biggest franchise of all time? It's I their biggest moneymaker. Isn't yep. that crazy? If I was asked that question in trivia, I'd have got it right. <laughs> and not only that, it's the sixth highest grossing film series of all time. Mm. It's hard to believe that this is doing better than the um, than their dark universe. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the series was created by Gary Scott Thompson and David Ayer. <laughs> David Ayer, good friend of the show, <laughs> of Suicide Squad fame. The cast has varied across the board, but some of the mainstays have been Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, many, many more. All right, so we're ready to kick this off? Let's do it. How many of these have you seen? Just the first one. Just, yeah, I've only seen the first one and the last two. So yeah. there's a bunch in here that are going to be- The only one I've seen is Point Break with cards. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is only 5 a.m. at the moment. So for now, it's just, you know, some light, healthy snacks. But we have decided that by the end of the day, the last two films, because we'll probably be hitting them, what do you reckon, maybe around 9 p.m.? Um, yeah. They're going to be a drinking game. So, over the last few weeks- we I guarantee you I'm going to start drinking before that to get oh, through this. definitely. De- uh, 11, 11 a.m., I reckon. <laughs> hey, sun's up. Yeah. So, over the last couple of weeks, we reached out to some of our good friends that we've made over the past 50 episodes in the kind of podcasting realm. And we've gotten Our only friends. Our only friends, really. And we've gotten them to send in some drinking game rules for us. So, what do you reckon? Should we hear what some of these people have in stock for us? Let's, let's hear one. We right. probably won't start drinking at 5 a.m., but just to know what we're in for. <laughs> yeah. This first rule comes to us from our good friend Hannah from the Boozy Movies podcast, which is a really fun show. Let's hear what she says. Hey, billion tofer. This is Hannah, co-host of the Boozy Movies podcast. And Julia and I love to drink while we watch some films, so we had to give our two cents here. Your drinking rule for Fast and the Furious is... Take a drink every time generic hip-hop music plays. You can also add a bonus of drinking every time Paul Walker says, bro. Happy 50th, guys. Drink responsibly and cheers. Well, generic hip-hop in these films and drinking responsibly, I don't think really go hand in hand, but <laughs> I'm willing to do it. I'll I'm will do. i 18. I can do what I want. All right. Thank you, Hannah. We'll, um, we'll get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, shall we go here play? Let's do it, bro. Bro. <laughs> righty, we are, one down. We're back. We made it through the first one, which is uh the only one that both of us collectively have seen. Correct. I saw this one at the movies back in the day. Do that. Wow. How how old were you in 2001 when this film came out? Fifty-seven. <laughs> I was in my prime. I was in my first year of high school. and right. So, watching this movie back, it brings back so many memories of, like- Being a horny teenager. <laughs> yes. And, like, this movie- I wrote Like, this and, like, Eight Mile- I reckon, sum up what high school was like in the early 2000s. Everybody thought they were a rapper or a street racer. No one could drive. No one Mm. could rap. But they all spoke and dressed like Paul Walker. I do remember that. (laughs) bunch of white people being really white. Oh, yeah, bro. (laughs) So, The Fast and the Furious. Yep. um, Which, as many people know, is a two-hour... Commercial for Nos <laughs> and and Corona, of course. <laughs> I mean, you can uh, you can drink any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. Yes, <laughs> the Fast and the Furious, otherwise known as the product and the placement. Uh, I, speaking of Nos, though, is NOS a real thing. I think it is. I don't know this isn't like a fantasy film. I don't know that it's a real thing, but I think it is a real thing. So in your fast knowledge of drag racing and street racing. Of which I am an expert. Like, so you think Nos is it does exist in real? Yeah, like my 1975 Corolla didn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) I think it's real. (laughs) And what speeds would NOS get one up to? If it were attached to my 1975 Corolla. Yeah. Which did live its life a quarter mile at a time. (laughs) But it it lasted a long time. Oh, that thing was a It did a hell of a lot of quarter miles. Over 800, didn't it? My second Corolla. Yeah. Oh, that was an 83? uh, That was an 87, I think. Yeah. That one, while I owned it, ticked over the 500,000. Damn. That was just the proudest day of my (laughs) life. But it didn't have NOS in it. It didn't have NOS. If it had had NOS, I think it might have fallen apart. sooner than it did. Like Paul Walker's car did. Yeah, actually oh, fell apart. Just fell apart. Well, he overloaded the manifold is what he did, Billy. Well, something I heard something about pistons and yep. Vin Diesel was kind of roasting him about how much like repair yep. it would take. And then and then about 20 seconds later- he's, Oh, because the cops show up. Yeah, he's driving the car again and he saves Vin Diesel in that very same car. In this car that has apparently just fallen apart. <laughs> how, like, what is the reality the of The continuity that? of mechanics in this film- <laughs> Questionable at best. Yes. So the film is about like Paul Walker's an undercover cop who's trying to find out, like, crack this gang that's been stealing from truckies. Yeah. Well, you was that supposed to be a twist that he was an undercover cop? Because it does come probably not until midway through the movie. It's later than I remembered it, yeah. actually. And you're like, whoa, Paul Walker's a cop. <laughs> and there'd been nothing in his performance up to that point to make you think that because Paul Walker is Kind of a blank slate. <laughs> yeah. You- I don't want to talk ill of the departed, but <laughs> dear God, it's a good thing you're pretty poor, Walker. <laughs> <laughs> you are goddamn terrible at acting. I mean, you turned over to me at one point point. you were like- it's it's Greg Sistero. It's, it's like watching the room, and I was like, "Holy crap!" There, yeah, there are there are lines that Paul Walker says where you just if you placed him on the rooftop scene in the room, yeah. it would not be out of place. It, it is literally like watching Greg. He looks like Greg Sistero. Yeah, they he both sounds that like Greg. Generic Sestero. days of our lives. If you asked a computer to design an attractive human, it's what they would give you. I love. I, we we spoke about Nos. Yeah. When it first comes out, oh my God, it's goddamn hysterical. When he walks into the room and there's he's, NOS he's sign. in the mechanics, he's surrounded by signs saying Nos. <laughs> and he says to the guy, I need Nos. <laughs> I, was like, I wonder where, where did that thought come from, Paul? I know. Well, I mean, advertising. I can't works. remember his name in the film Brian. Brian. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a white guy name. I mean, advertising works. It, the same thing happens to me. Every If there's a KFC ad on TV, I might just look around the room and I go, I need chicken. (laughs) You must see a lot of KFC ads. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've made up my screensaver on my phone. Vin Diesel's sister in the film describes Brian as being simpler (laughs) than Vin Diesel's character. I was like, that's pretty simple. No, he describes himself as being simpler. Oh, right. Yeah. He says- It's when they're out to dinner, isn't it? Are they out to dinner or are they at a party? It's really, pain. It's, it's pretty early. I'm <laughs> we watched it like 20 minutes ago. It's already gone. No, they're either out to dinner or at a party. And he says something about Vin Diesel being a complex man. He goes, I'm simpler, it's bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, geez, you don't want to be simpler than than Vin Diesel. Than Toretto. Yeah. But you know what? He's right. He is simpler. He's like, I don't know. I don't believe that he is a cop. Like, I know that the narrative is telling us he was a cop. There is no way this guy passed cop school. No. Like, I don't know much about cop school, but I'm sure that there's at least a few bars you have to hurdle over to become a cop. And I don't I don't think drag racing is one of those hurdles. I don't think most cops need to know how to street race. Neither does Brian. <coughs> All he can do, his signature move is, I'm driving in a straight line. And for no reason, <laughs> spin out. Yeah, he does, do, he does do a lot of spinning for someone who drives in a straight line. You've got one job. You've got two jobs. Hit the accelerator and keep it in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. One of those things is beyond Brian. <laughs> you know one thing I love about this film? Everything. Floppy disks. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it really takes you back, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. I loved it. Kids out there, floppy disks were a thing. Like records, like LPs. They'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, I actually often wonder about kids these days, because obviously the floppy disk is still the save symbol on most programs. Yeah. And so I wonder, do kids these days actually know what that ever meant, or do they think that symbol just means save? That's how you saved something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's instead of hitting control S, you had to put this thing in. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when it popped up in Red Sparrow, and I was like, that's interesting. (laughs) Another thing about Brian being terrible at being a cop, he's undercover- but he goes on a raid. I thought the same thing. When when that scene popped up, and like, sure, he's in tactical gear, but those those baby blues, man, you can spot them a mile Absolutely. away. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was there going, I I think this is against the rules of undercover copy. Oh, I haven't been on that many undercover raids myself. Or well, yeah, not too many. But yeah. if I was planning one, I'd be like, undercover agent, you stay put. Yeah, because you should continue to pretend being. A bad bloke. He should not be anywhere near police. I don't know how they do it in West Fast and Fury set LA. I don't know how the L- LAPD yeah. do it, but it's not how I would do well, it. Well, I know how they do it in Boston because I've seen The Departed. Yeah. And I don't remember Leo at any point no going way. on a raid. No way was Leo going on a raid. <laughs> no. He's too smart for that. Yep. <laughs> and he knows that even if I've got a balaclava on like Paul Walker did- Oh, yeah. You can still Leo's eyes. Oh, Le- I- You'd drown in those eyes. Come on. you just- You'd melt into a puddle as soon as he walked in the room. There's one guy who I'd forgotten was in this movie. And I actually don't. I should have looked this up. I don't know the actor's name. But he plays a congressman who pops up occasionally in the West Wing. <laughs> of, of course he does. It. <laughs> you watch too much West Wing. Watch There's X-Files. no such thing as watching too much West Watch West X-Files. Wing. And his line delivery in this film is awesome. He has some goddamn terrible <laughs> lines to say, but he just owns them and I love it. I He's mean, the the, F, the FBI guy that's like the that's oh, talking to yeah, yeah, yeah. to Buffalo Bill, who is Paul Walker's boss. Yeah. And yeah, we get Ted Levine, who we, we t- just saw in Fallen Franchise. Yes. <laughs> He's better in this than in that. He's still not great. Yeah, most things are better than anything to do with Fallen Franchise though. Yeah. yeah. Not a high bar to pass. <laughs> Always happy to see Buffalo Bill though. I mean, speaking of him like doing wonders with his lines. I mean, there are some terrible lines in this. Like, the writing in this film is atrocious. Oh, it's terrible. Do you think that the guy who wrote this movie did, like- Do you think that he went undercover as a drag racer to, like, get the lingo and stuff and see what the culture is like? Or do you think he just, like, I don't know, maybe Googled an image of drag racing and it's, was like, yeah, here we go. It's just his idea of how these people would speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because these people are, as we know, sandwich crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's our our main introduction to Paul Walker's character, isn't it? Is that he's sick for sandwiches. (laughs) So I still don't understand what is going on in the narrative of this movie. Well, it's it's about a guy who's got tip-top madness. (laughs) He's got hoagie fever. Yeah. And it's driven him (laughs) to... I don't know. Turn on the cops, yeah, because he, he's he's got to get that bread in his mouth. Right. And then he doesn't have a sandwich for. There comes a certain amount of time where if Paul Walker doesn't get a sandwich, <laughs> he goes mad. That's and why he flips on the cops. That's why he's driving so fast because the bakery closes at five. It's all making sense. I, I still have trouble. Like I know that this is a really simple movie, but I, I feel like an idiot because I still have a little bit of trouble following what is happening. So do the Toretto's own a. Sandwich shop? Is that what is going on? That's how they ensnare people. Is it? Is it a sandwich shop that is also a mechanics, or is it a mechanics? Then they just like making sandwiches. No, the mechanics the chop shop, was at a different location than the sandwich shop. Okay. I think. Okay. I don't know. It's pretty early. <laughs> so one thing. Okay, when I think Fast and the Furious franchise, I think one thing, and that is Vin Diesel saying. Family. (laughs) Me too. It's all I think of. We don't get the first reference to family until an hour and five minutes into this movie. And it's Buffalo Bill that says (laughs) it. (laughs) That's right. Vin Diesel does not say the word family in this film. Not at all. (laughs) Nor do any of his family. Nope. Mia familiar, yet to rear its head. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping hoping that it pops up in Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm hoping that at least by then. Well, if it doesn't, I think I'll just go home. Yeah, I, th- I think we may as well. Getting, I, I know we keep harping on about how bad Paul Walker is his, <laughs> his job in this film. Like, he tells someone he's a cop. Yeah. Rule why does- one when you're undercover. <laughs> Not only does he tell someone he's a cop, he tells the sister of his mark, of the guy he's meant to be copping. <laughs> Just goddamn terrible police work. Uh, wh- like, again, I, I I feel like an idiot because I'm having trouble following. Was there a reason for that? Yeah, he was. Con- he, he was, was trying to convince he her. A he had a sandwich. He was trying to convince her to convince Dom to not go out on this job, right? Because the fuzz would be after him. Okay, and by the fuzz he means him. Him. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. He wants to be a cop, but he also wants to be best buds with Dom. He's trying to have his sandwich and eat it. too. <laughs> And is that just because, are we supposed to believe that, like, Dominic Toretto is just that charismatic that Brian is willing to, like, give up being a cop? Well, he gave him a Just beer to be his buddy. Party. He did. He, well, no, he gave a him a used combiner. beer. He did give me a used a beer. A used beer. Were they both used? Because he held up two beers. I know that at least one was used, and for some disgusting reason, Brian chose the used one. Yeah. Was and the then he other wiped one? It. He wiped it off on his shirt, so it's fine now. That's not fine. fine. No, meningococcal can kill you. You can lose your legs within four hours. That's why I don't share drinks. You you famously do not share drinks. I famously do not share drinks. It took me like three years before I shared a drink with my wife. And even now I feel scummy about it. Mm. Speaking of public health warnings, there's like a PSA in this movie. Brian asks for a cigarette and like we stop the film for a minute. Yeah, just so his boss to be like. No, you quit, don't give him a cigarette. yeah and, and the this other guys, goes on for a little while. Yeah for at least like five lines back and forth uh, yeah. the FBI dude is like, oh, just get him a cigarette. the guy's like, no, don't do that. he quit. <laughs> Smoking <laughs> is bad. Yeah Which it is It is no like it's a it's a great message, but it's a weird place but for it, it. there comes a point where it's like um, I think the plot should maybe be moving on. <laughs> well, you're using the word plot quite loosely <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, something I like about this film. Actual car crashes. Yeah, a lot of it seemed quite practical. Yeah. Like, a lot of the- I if- feel like as the day progresses, something tells me we're going to lose that. I think so, too. Because, like, we're, we're looking back here to 2001, and I think by the time we get to, like, 2017, it will be more CGI than not. Yeah. There's some good crashes in this movie. Not just crashes, some good explosions. That, that first, when they're at Trans Gang's place- and and Brian's car explodes. It's that first car, isn't it? The one that he already wrecked in the race. And oh, then. yeah, it sounds right. But even that explosion was pretty good. One thing I didn't expect to see in this movie as much as we did is harpoons. <laughs> I feel like harpoons are reserved more for whaling. I did not expect to see as many harpoons in this movie. Like, I felt like I was watching Moby Dick. Yeah. Yeah, Dom's gang are like Icelandic whalers. <laughs> like is, is, that, is that a thing that street gangs use now? Or I guess <laughs> 18 years ago? In 2001, I guess. Um, I don't know. I wasn't robbing that many trucks. <laughs> I got As far as, like, weapons go, though, you couldn't get cooler. I'd like to see more harpoons in everyday use. Yeah, yeah if it's good enough for Batman- I'd I'd be happy to see cops just wandering around with harpoons yeah. instead of guns. Put the mace uh, spray away. Yeah, harpoon that. Harpoon dude. it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a bunch of the um, the camera work in this film, which looking back, like watching it now, it seems really cheesy and stuff. But you've got to remember that the reason it's so overused and cheesy is that th- this film is where it started. That yeah. you know, you know, NOS the can outrageous wear. action sequences. Like yeah. I've heard back in the early 2000s, like I heard. Editors talking about, oh, yeah, we've got that, you know, the plug-in for, and maybe it had another name, but everyone just referred to it as the Fast and the Furious look. Yeah, yeah. That kind of, like, ghosty- And it's kind of, like, it looks stupid now. It does, but yeah. thinking back to when it was, and thinking back to younger me watching this in the cinemas, I, I remember thinking it was- <laughs> Just awesome. Yeah. I mean, the camera work in general in this one isn't bad. We don't get any stupid virtual camera whizzing around. Like, it's, you know, it's so weird looking at where the franchise is now, which I know that you probably can't do because you haven't seen any of the others. But like I said, I've seen the last two. I don't understand how this movie spawned those movies. Everything that makes the franchise what it is now is not in this movie. I'm watching this movie going, how the hell did this spawn a franchise or even a sequel? Like, it's not the kind of movie that you think, but it must have done big business. Well, speaking of the sequel. Yeah, I guess it's time to get to it. Let's hit play. Before we get to it, should we check out another one of our drinking rules for later? It's about 7 a.m. now, just after. Uh, this one comes to us from our very good friends, Sam and Stacey, over at the Movie Reviews in 20 oh, Kids Sam's podcast. Sam's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually a bit scared about what some of these rules are going to be. I I worry that maybe I ask too many people to send us rules and we might get pretty hammered. Uh, good thing you're such an experienced drinker then, Billy. <laughs> so I'm more used to thick shakes than... <laughs> But I tell you, I can smash a thick shake. So if I can drink booze as fast as I can drink thick shake, I think we're going to be in for a treat. (laughs) You're going to be asleep. (laughs) Um, So movie reviews in 20 Qs is great. We've both had fun guesting on their show before, so definitely check them out and let's hear what they have to say for us. You uncivilised New Zealander wannabes from the West Island. So, you want some drinking rules for your Fast and the Furious Marathon? Well, here's one for you blokes. Take a drink every time someone changes gears. And fucking oaf, mate, if that's not enough, also take a drink every time Vin Diesel stares someone down. Get the piss down, you drongos. Anyway, huru cobbers, don't get your shrimp stuck in a Barbie doll. Good luck. Jesus, what have you done to us? I mean, he doesn't have any lines in these films, does he? That's (laughs) all he does. Even in this first one, he does a lot of staring down. Maybe he'll ease up by the time we're actually into the drinking. Maybe. You know, from memory, thinking about the last two movies, I feel like by that point we get a lot more rock than we do Diesel. Right. So hopefully the staring down will ease. With with one eyebrow raised. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad that this is an audio podcast Everyone is- just assume I'm doing it wonderfully Topher is giving me his Vin Diesel face That's no, his- my rock face oh, well, Either way, it's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Alright, should we go watch this sequel? Number two Let's do it Vroom oh. Alright <laughs> <Shit>. Two down <laughs> That is a god-awful film <laughs> how is there a third one i, I mean I, I i was not expecting today to spend 90 minutes away from dominic toretto yeah I mean, what the hell how did that movie get made i have no i have no words I, like where we didn't where's the family <laughs> Okay, and, okay, so we're in my. We've switched sides of the country. We're in Miami now. Uh, all the way over the other side of the country. Yeah, like basically as far as you can get from LA, while still being in mainland. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> true. That's States. true. They, they didn't go to Norway or anything. <laughs> so, um, too fast, too furious is a film about. All right. Okay. So Brian Paul Walker is now not a cop, obviously, because he. He let Vin Diesel go. But like it's like reverse Godfather 3. Just when you think you're out of the mob, they get you back in. Just when Paul Walker thought he was done being a terrible cop, <laughs> they get him back in. Why the police would think we <laughs> need more Paul Walker in our lives? I mean, he was a terrible cop. Everything he did in the first one is the opposite of what a cop should do. And yet they were like, you know who we need? We need Paul Walker. And yet the FBI agent from the first film, congressman from West Wing, is like- You there, Brian. We need you. That's our guy. (laughs) Just a terrible decision. So he's now in Miami, I guess, just... Like, now he's an actual street racer? Like, that's just what he does? Yeah, well, we meet him... At the beginning of the film, we meet him at a a, a street racing event where these people close all these roads in Miami, <laughs> yeah, which causes no problems for You're, anyone. Like, is that, uh, like, do you think that this is like a sanctioned event? Do you think that they've got I can't imagine to close so. these roads? <laughs> I really don't think so. You, th- you think they just put up some barriers and no one cares? Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> happened. We should, you know what? I reckon if we tried that even on a quiet street at like 2 a.m., I still think the cops would show up within an hour. And it's like the reason we have Paul Walker in this race at the beginning is that they're saying, well, there's only three of us. We can't race without four. And I was like, why? Yeah, I know. It's it's I mean, it's like monopoly, isn't it? Like any number above two is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like. They're not playing tennis. It's not like unfair if there's two on one side of the net. Yeah, like they're all just I mean, it's it's like Mario Kart. You can you can play Mario Kart with three people. It seems weird having that. Having the extra box that's just empty. Although no, it's all, uh, the map comes up in Mario Kart, yeah, which is three. actually really handy. Actually, really I like having three. I prefer to play with only three. Yeah. yeah. I also yeah. prefer Mario Kart to this film. <laughs> I mean, that's what we should have done today: is just eighteen hours of Mario Kart instead of eighteen Again. hours of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadly, we're not here to talk about Mario Kart. <laughs> Responsible for my high school grades, as it was. <laughs> oh, another great moment in, at the beginning of this film when we've got this montage of well, largely just objectification of women. But a couple of other things that the camera goes to is, did you notice that guy taking photos <laughs> of, <laughs> of this woman with a car? <laughs> he He's like a foot away from like her. He's like a foot away from her with a telephoto lens. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're the kind of lenses that people use to shoot pictures of the moon. <laughs> like, like with one of those lenses, one of those lenses won't actually focus and, on something that's at least a couple of meters away. Oh, yeah. And hey. yet he's got this right up in her grill like it would it would literally be like a photo of her tooth like out of an focus. out of focus tooth. that's literally the kind of photo you would get with that lens <laughs> like shouldn't filmmakers know this but <laughs> you know what I reckon it is. I think it's more that if they used a little wide angle lens, it doesn't look as impressive like for the general audience members they'd be looking at that going oh what a you know he's he's using like an iPhone basically to take a picture. No one knew what an iPhone was yet. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> he's using he's using like a tiny like, you know. Like a little point and shoot. Head. Size matters. Yes. So what this film is actually about is that there's some bad guy who brings drugs into the United States, but struggles to get cash back out of the country. Yeah, and I was like, because that's the hard part. I was like, hold up, <laughs> how is that the difficult part? If you're good enough to get drugs across the border, you're good enough to get some cash the other way. See, because here's the th- here's the thing. There, drugs aren't allowed across the border at all. Any small amount of drugs is bad. But cash, I do believe people go on holidays and take cash with them. So I think even if he had to do it in like, you know, oh, you take 10 grand at a time, you know, he's got enough spare cash to pay for all these flights. He could he could just send his cronies over, you know, two weeks worth of flying and he'd have a couple of hundred K over yeah, the border. But Argentinian Steve Gutenberg <laughs> didn't know what to do. No, nah, he had no plan. So I'm actually still confused. What is his plan? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie is not concerned with the plot, and nor should we be. That's that's fair. That's true. <laughs> so, not too far into the movie, we meet Tyrese Gibson's character. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't tell you his name. Uh, R- Roman. Roman? I was going to say Ramon, but it's definitely Roman. I'll have to take your word on Roman that. Roman Pierce. <laughs> so, when Brian and Roman meet, <laughs> they have a fo- a, a- fight. I'm doing inverted commas yeah. here. It's, it's like a slap fight in it, primary school. I don't know how many times he has to say he's hungry. Well, he's hungry. He's, he's got sandwich madness as well. <laughs> he's got the tip-top fever. He does. It explains everything. Uh, he, I mean, he is, though, I would argue the best character in cinematic history. I'm so glad that as much as I miss Dominic Toretto, I'm really glad that we got introduced to Tyrese Gibson in this film. He's terrible. <laughs> He's real bad. <laughs> um, what more is there to say about this movie, Billy? We also get introduced to another character who I know stays in the franchise, which is Ludacris. I can't remember his character's name either. Tej? Nej? Yeah, that's right. Tej. Tej. Tej's garage. Te- yeah, Tej, yeah. Spoiler alert, but from my memory of seven and eight, he's a like a, a master computer hacker, which does not come off in this film at all. He's just, he's just a garage owner who like, Organizes street races because the computer hacker got killed in the first one. Yeah. Or not a hacker, but yeah. So he is he is somehow transitioning in the next couple of films to a master hacker, hidden talent <laughs> of the garage owner. We also get a lot of crashes in this film. I think there are more crashes than the first one, and a lot more. Digital virtual camera whizzing around, a lot more oh, yeah, CGI that first cars. Street race. Yeah, it was pretty intense. It looked like Need for Speed, the video game. It, it was, really did. It- At the time to- in, in in 03 it was probably impressive, i I, I assume. Now you're right, it looks like a, a video game. Yeah, I mean an hour and a half ago we were wondering how much longer the practical effects would stick around. They're they're dead already. <laughs> but then by the end of the film when all the cop cars are crashing, that's that's a lot of actual cars crashing. That's true. It's like Halfway to Blues Brothers. It, now, is this set in a universe where people are immortal? Because the amount of people who survive crashes at speeds th- like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, the guy that got actually run over by the semi trailer probably alive. Yeah, like if you if you crash in this movie going one hundred and thirty miles plus per hour, you just walk out of the car afterwards. Like doesn't doesn't yeah, Tej, old mate old mate at the beginning uh, doesn't Tej crash his car at the beginning? No 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 no. He's Tej isn't in the race. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is a guy in that street race who just barrels straight into a conveniently placed Pepsi sign. Pro- yeah. probably no product <laughs> placement involved. <laughs> and he would he would die. Yeah, but he, he just, he's fine. He just wanders out. He's like that have- comes after they've sailed over this bridge that's been raised up. And I I'm not a mechanic, <laughs> but I can tell you what will just completely wreck a car, <laughs> and what they did will completely wreck a car unless it was my old 1975 Corolla, which was. <laughs> A beast. This is the thing, is that even the winners in these races destroy their cars. There is no way that the amount of money that they're winning will add up to the damage. No way known to God. Because, so, this is my other thing. They're betting thirty-five dollars Is that 35000 Is that what a regular street racer bets on a normal Tuesday night? This isn't even an event. If I hear thirty-five large, I think 35000 For but sure. The amount of cash they get out is no way known to God, $35,000. It looks more like $3,500. So... Are, are we in the wrong? Are we using large in the wrong context? No way, Billy. Man, we're from the street. We You're know right. these things. If anyone knows large, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they do not get out $35,000 each. No way known to God. I mean, even if they did, $35,000 would in no way cover the damage to these cars. Not with all of the Nos and... <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, there's no, um, Nos is no way paying for this film anymore because they they refer to, like, the spray... But we don't get signs for NOS anymore. We don't get it named anymore. Wait, so you think that NOS was actual product placement? Absolutely. So, you, so that is confirmation then that NOS is in fact a real thing? But it must be illegal. How can you advertise something like that? There is no way that you can just walk into a car shop and be like, yeah, man, give me two hits of NOS in this bad boy. I was like- 2001. Anything goes. <laughs> it's just the whole world was on prison rules. <laughs> After we watched the first one, we were talking about the use of harpoons and saying how great it would be if cops had them. Next In level. This- <laughs> In this movie, the cops have harpoons. That mess with the electrics of a car. I fi- is it that the harpoons are electrified, or is it just that the way they're hitting the cars is kind No, no, of- no, they're electrified. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a thing. That's next level harpooning. So, speaking of the undercover- cops in this film, now Now that Brian is once again a, a terrible undercover Back cop. Back in the habit. Um, subtlety is not these cops. Oh, crosses. my God. We get introduced to two more undercover cops. We get the the bad guy who's also the corrupt cop from Batman Begins. Oh, said. yeah, that's right. And, and we get he's like, like He's actually the same character from Batman Begins. <laughs> so that guy at one point is talking to another undercover cop who I don't remember being introduced to at nah, all. No, but- we and- <laughs> can figure out that they're an undercover cop. <laughs> so he is talking to her on this giant walkie-talkie, but he's in a van. It's fine. She kind of, you know, she's ignoring it at first. You think she's, you know, waiting for the right moment. She's to busy blending in. Yeah, you think she's waiting for the right moment to subtly respond. Maybe she's got, like, a wire on or something. Pulls a giant walkie-talkie out. Thing the- is the size of a brick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, I'm watching. It's like, that's not. Your cover, it is blown. Look, I didn't go to cop school. But I'm pretty sure that one of the first things is don't take out a giant walkie-talkie and talk in cop speak while you're following a bad bloke. They do things different in Miami. So this so this film is terrible. I had a great time watching it. Oh for sure. We were laughing our asses (laughs) off. But it's goddamn terrible. And how like we said after the first one, how did this start a franchise? How did it keep going? That's what I, I, I don't understand how a sequel was made. And given that this doesn't even have Vin Diesel in it, who to me, like, is the franchise. How did this continue? <laughs> who sat there and went, you know what? We need more of this. <coughs> like, I, it's baffling. <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> what are we rating these first two? First ones a Five for me yeah, I I would agree with that. I think the first one's pretty average. I'm going to go a 5. Uh this one's a 3. You know what? This gets a 4 from me. Oh. <laughs> I th- I think I think Tyrese bumped it up. <laughs> if Tyrese- really? If Tyrese wasn't there, it would be a two. But I think he bumped it up a Tyrese full- is very much attached to the anchor for me, dragging <laughs> this thing down. I think he bumped it up a full two points for me. Oh, Pretty bad. Again, again, had a great time watching it. It was hilarious. But because it's terrible. And Paul Walker's the room acting very much intact. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I would say more so. Even more watching this one, I was like, imagine if him and Greg Sestero had switched places, like if Paul Walker was in that acting class with Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, in a different universe. But you know what? It wouldn't be that different. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> like, they should remake the Fast and the Furious franchise, if they're going to reboot it, because they should cast Greg Sestero in Paul Walker's role- Tommy Wiseau as Dominic Toretto. Done. All right. Before we move on, shall we check out another drinking game rule that we're going to get to later on today? It's still in the AM, so we're not going to be drinking yet, but let's hear what we've got coming up for us later. I might need something (laughs) soon. (laughs) Uh, This one comes to us from our good friend Julio over at the Contrarians podcast, which is a really great, funny show. Let's hear what he has to say. I have two drinking games for you. Uh, Ideally, you'll do both, but I understand if you're just too hammered and want to limit it to one um first one is pretty easy drink for product placement uh lots of corona and other things there uh, and the second one is drink every time billy cries and you may think that this is not going to happen but really uh i think that during the seventh and eighth movie you will miss paul walker quite a bit and that might drive you to tears so uh have fun Well, I mean, thanks for killing us, Julio. because if the product placement continues in this movie, I don't know if we're going to survive tonight. (laughs) As for crying, do you think I'm going to cry? Yes. It's a movie. (laughs) I didn't cry at the first, do you, dickhead? (laughs) All right. If I cry, only I have to drink. You don't have to. No, this this is a team effort. But if you cry, crying's a big event. So if you cry, you have to finish the drink you're currently on. All right. That's real incentive not to cry. But the question is, by the time we lose Paul Walker, that's the end of the movie. I might already be drunk. This is yeah part of why I'm convinced we're not actually getting to the end of this marathon. (laughs) Speaking of the marathon, let's crack on with it. Let's get to number three. Let's go to Tokyo. All right. Let's go do this thing. Have you got much else? No. We're really just laughing at it. We're really just laughing at it. We're really just laughing at it. We're really.